0: I'm so excited about sharing the bread of life with you this morning. And we'll have this on, the, on the, your screen, but you can also look it up if you'd like, to look at Revelation chapter, chapter 3. And we're going to pick up with verse 6 in just a moment. But the title of this message is, You Are Unstoppable. And essentially what I want to talk with you about is two things from God, and the voice of God, I think, is really on this. You're unstoppable in your ability to hear from God, so you have ears to hear, so go ahead and listen, man. God is uh, talking to you. (laughs) Be unstoppable in your ability to hear from God, in your experience of hearing from God. There's nothing that satisfies the soul like hearing from God and having that relationship with him that involves communication. And keep a generous heart. Keep a generous heart going on. Hear from God and keep a generous heart going on. I wanna unpack that for a few minutes with you today. You are unstoppable in your ability to hear from the Holy Spirit. And I want to mention from the book of Revelation Chapter 6, five areas that we can have an upgrade in, in our ability to hear from God. You can think to yourself, if you're already doing all these, that's awesome, but there's more. This is just a sampling. This is just five that I saw in the passage. But the idea is that, you know, you've all heard of, of uh, G5 Wireless. Strengthens what? Strengthens wireless communication. Strengthens power. Right? Strengthens clarity. It's just an upgrade, isn't it? Well, you can think of what I'm talking about. These five, five things I'm going to be talking about is G, G5 wireless. It's, it's, you can say it either way. <laughs> Looked it up. <laughs> God wireless. The G can stand for God, okay? So, the first way that you're unstoppable in your hearing from the Holy Spirit is through a personal prophetic word. Revelation 3, verse 6 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? And then John releases a prophetic word. The Apostle John was determined to be unstoppable in being in the spirit and hearing from God. He was, wanted to be unstoppable. Four different times in the book of Revelation, the Apostle John said of the Apostle John, he was in the spirit, so this is a quadrasonic experience. Four different corners of the room. God is talking to John. And he, John, even though he was going through a t- tough time, he's on the island of Patmos, a four-mile square, windswept island, this rock island. He was uh, in isolation there. Being persecuted for Jesus Christ. He was separated from his friends. He's lonely. Even though he's in this situation, he was determined to not let the circumstance or the emotions related to the circumstance be paramount, paramount, paramount in his thinking and in his emotional life and in his in his awareness, in his mind. John was absolutely determined. And when the revelation comes to John in the book of Revelation, it describes it, it says he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. The invitation from this, my friends, is that, like John, I mean, the revelation we get is not gonna be canon, but like John, the invitation is to be in the spirit, in the spirit, In the spirit, in the spirit. And out of this invitation to be in the spirit, there will always be a word from God to encourage ourselves and then to give that word to others. John reached out to others and ministered to others in writing these letters to the seven churches that we see in the book of Revelation. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then, and then he is invited by the Spirit to write. Because we are unstoppable, we hear from God, we can hear from God and we can be generous of heart like John was. I love Revelation 6, verse 6, where it describes one of the great traumas of God's judgment. But in the midst of it, the angel says, but do not harm the oil or the wine. My friends, no matter what is going on out there, circumstantially or in your home, stresses, concerns in this hour, in this season, don't harm the oil and the wine. Don't move the oil and the wine from the front burner to the back burner and say, I'll deal with God later. Don't take a vacation from God. You're not to escape completely from God, (laughs) or escape at all from God. Be in the spirit, like John was. Do not harm the oil or the wine. Guard the oil and the wine, my friends, in your own personal journey. In our day, studies are indicating that there is a huge increase in marijuana sales, Alcohol sales, porn sales, and junk food sales. Why? Because of the dissonance, the upsetness, the uncertainties. There's anxiety, and people are running to idols. Uh, no, I know, you're, you're, you're sorry, I included junk food in the list, right? I'm just giving you a statistic, just giving you a study that was done. <laughs> you know in your own heart, if you're returning to other things fully for comfort instead of to the Holy Spirit, be in the Spirit. Four times, quadrosonic experience, be in the Spirit. The second way that we are unstoppable in our hearing from the Holy Spirit besides prophetic, is through a vision or a dream. Would you agree with me that the Apostle John had a vision or a dream? I'm sure you do. I believe that reality is an invitation for us to cultivate paying attention to our dreams. We can learn to remember our dreams. One of the things that I've done, I've used a journal A lot of my dreams, and I still do if if I'm certain they're from God and feel like there's a God message in them. But if I wake up from a dream, I'll actually articulate the dream just to declare it so I can be more apt to think about it later. Several weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night realizing I just had a dream. And the dream I had was of a young woman, faceless, Young, I was aware of a young woman who God was delighting over, a healing over her, healing in uh, one of her vital organs in her within her rib cage of her uh, of her upper torso. And I woke up and I said, "Wow, God is healing a young lady of a of an organ that's damaged." In, within her ribcage, in her upper torso. And I said that out loud. And then I went back to sleep. A Couple days later, we found out Sarah, our daughter, had COVID-19, and it was, ma- <laughs> it's manifesting, mostly, with this incredible pressure on her chest. And I wanna tell you, telling her that dream, sharing that with her. I've been, and Brenda has joined me, and Charity has joined me from Santa Barbara in doing prayer, um, video chatting with her. And full of glory that God was experiencing. It was like a dance in God's heart. This delight he was having in healing this, uh, healing this young lady. Dreams. Pay attention. Pray amen. Listen to what the Spirit's saying to the churches, including you. The third way we're unstoppable and our hearing from the Holy Spirit is through angel activity. As you read through the book of Revelation, is it true that John experienced angels? Yeah. Yeah, well, he was an apostle. Well, you know what? Jesus said that we would experience angels greater signs and wonders than even Jesus experienced. So don't put limitations on God. In the drive-through prophetic station last Sunday, I went through and one of the strong prophetic words that was declared over me was an increase of angelic activity and awareness of angelic activity. Hallelujah. I love that. One of my favorite experiences of angelic activity in recent months is one I've shared before, but I want to remind you that Sherry Warren, one of our intercessors and strongly prophetic people, had an inner vision of an angel. And she asked God, "Who? what is this angel's assignment? And she felt impressed that that assignment was his assignment the angel's assignment was for me and my serving as the saint as a saint (laughs) and and serving as a pastor leader here and and uh, she asked God to show her the angel's name and God gave her a name for the angel and she thought it was a little bit strange but she came up to me right up here and told me what the angels had said, or what God had said. And the angel's name was Samor. <laughs> what she did not know, and I had, not, I had been too embarrassed to tell anybody, is that I had been meditating in recent weeks on that scripture. I was feeding on it. It was just life to me, that the angel of the Lord encamps around those that fear him. And I was thinking about angels camping all around me and having fun camping, and it was blessing me. And then Sherry walks up and says, there's an angel assigned to you named S'more. Think about that. (laughs) Anyway, whatever we have of God in this this fellowship, angels are grace accelerators, experience accelerators, favor accelerators, they never draw attention to themselves, they always accelerate what God's up to, S'more for you and your home, your journey, your life, our fellowship, some more angel activity. Some more angel activity, Lord, in Jesus' name, we declare it. More angel activity, more angel awareness, hearing from the Holy Spirit in an unstoppable way. The fourth way that you are unstoppable in your hearing from the Holy Spirit is through a symbolic number. One of my favorite symbolic numbers is the fact that um, that on the 4th of July, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence was signed, both John Adams and, and uh, Thomas Jefferson passed away. On the same day, friends, then enemies, then friends again, they were, 50 years, year of Jubilee, after the, Fourth of Ju- the, the Independence, Declaration of Independence was signed, they both passed away on the same day, 4th of July, 50 years later. And the church of that day, many, many, many in the church of that day, in the early 1800s, felt strongly this was a sign, this Jubilee sign was a sign that God was with our nation. And I agree. But there's all kinds of, let's just consider for a moment in the book of Revelation, the number 22, 22 chapters in the book of Revelation. Now, don't, don't, don't let me lose you on this. Don't go get up and go get your, a cup of coffee yet. Listen, okay? Hold off, because um, this is really, really, really an important point. I'm not going to tell you to get up at any point. It's all important points, but anyway, this is, this is helpful. This is good. One commentator said, since ancient times, it has been believed that the number 22 is the number of revelation. Revelation from God. It's also the number of chaos. How can it be the number of revelation and chaos at the same time? Well, 11 is the number of chaos in the Bible and 22 is double chaos. I wonder if you'd agree with me that in 2020, there's been some chaos. But would you agree with me that at a deeper level, 2020 is releasing more revelation and there's going to be even more? Amen and amen. I hear you all the way. It, it meant, means a lot to me personally, 2020, 22. Two. Because Brendan and I were at a Pastors Leaders Conference, a Bethel Leaders Network Conference for the Pacific Northwest in February, I think it was, or January, I forget which. But one of the speakers had a whole sermon on the number 22. Why is it, was it a blessing to me personally, is that it's it's 2020, clearly, that's for all of us, but I had just told several members of my family a week or two earlier that I was having this odd experience with the number 22 like for a while and I started looking at it and I considered a few things. Do you mind if I share them with you? The house we live in was built in 1922. I was married at the age of 22. Brennan and I have moved 22 times. (laughs) There are 22 letters in my name I was born on two, two. Just means a lot to me. I, I see this as, as, uh, as not necessary numerology. It's like dessert. The word of God clearly tells us stuff about revival and about the move of the spirit. It's amp- ample enough. It's, it amply supplies us with f- food for life and revival. But I see stuff like the 22 thing as being dessert. And God wants us to have dessert also. I know, not too much, right? Right. Sean Bolts reminded us about 2-2 2020, February 2nd, 2020, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl that Bob Jones had said, an internationally respected prophet, Bob Jones told me at least 10 times that when the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, you will know that revival is about to come. God is raising up his apostolic Chiefs. Now, my friends, is God raising up apostolic Chiefs in 2020 because of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl? I see this as dessert. My friends, God is always raising up apostolic Chiefs. We have, because of the cross and resurrection of Jesus, a full experience of revival in our personal journeys, our personal lives. And um, it's always accessible. Always accessible. But, To hear a prophecy like Bob Jones is just a little bit of dessert to kind of give us a little kick. Say, hey, get after it, man. You have the right to have this because of the blood of Jesus. So... Numbers. God's going to send revival in 2020. I feel it. And the fact that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl after 50 years of this jubilee year, I just want to say hooray. But if they had lost, I still would have had revival. And so would you. (laughs) And so would America and the world. Revelation 3, verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write... These things says he who is holy and who is true. He who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens, I know your work. See, I have set before you an open door and no one can shut it. The fifth way that you and I are unstoppable is in our hearing from the holy, in our hearing from the Holy Spirit is through a spiritually highlighted, or quickened Bible verse. What is John doing in Revelation 3, verse seven? He is sharing a quickened verse, a spiritually highlighted verse from Isaiah with the church at, at Philadelphia, city of Philadelphia. And that verse is becoming alive to them prophetically. The voice of God is on that verse in a special way. The Bible is always the word of God, but there are times that God highlights certain verses, and he's doing this for the church of Philadelphia through John's uh, ministry to them in this passage. Even though John had operated in 60 years of apostolic ministry and was fully aware of all the apostolic teachings, all the apostolic doctrines, nevertheless, he, in his own experience, and in imparting this word to the church of Philadelphia, went after this quickened word for them that would be so meaningful to them and to so many down through the ages. For instance, I myself was studying with my friends at my men's fellowship group, this verse in Revelation three about God opening a door that no one can close. And I was reminded of Emily Tedrow at a pastor's conference that Brent and I went to years ago singing this verse over us called us out and then sang a verse over us. And it was about opening a door that no one's gonna be able to close. And studying with my friends, it was like, oh yeah, I remember that, that experience. Yes, this verse is one of my anchor points for my life. Confidence going forward for New Song Church and the people at New Song Church, friends and family at New Song Church. We are moving ahead. God is opening doors for us in every area of we, that we care about that no one's gonna be able to close because God's at work. <laughs> Hooray for what God's doing in you. And what you want God to have open doors in, he's doing it, he's at work in what he's leading you to and into, he's opening doors and no one's gonna be able to shut those doors. So, something else that happened, after we had this Bible study, a couple of days later in my own personal, sequential Bible reading time, I came across a verse in Isaiah that was the same word, the word that John was quoting. And I was reminded again. So in the language of the spirit, Emily sang it over us years ago, studied it in the men's fellowship group, A couple days later, read it again in Isaiah, in my own personal journey, and my friends, guess what verse in Isaiah it is? Isaiah 22, 22. What else could it be? I, I woke up last night thinking about my daughter Sarah, praying for her. I looked at my clock and it was 221 and I breathed a sigh of relief because it's like, oh man, I'm glad, it's, I'm glad I looked at this that it wasn't 222 because I'm just getting so much of this 22 number. And then it switched, it turned on, over to 222 right in front of my eyes. <laughs> it's dessert, not necessary, but fun and encouraging. I will open a door for you that nobody can, can, can shut. Philadelphia church's generous and successful work toward a group of Satanists in a time of persecution. Think about that. Not only were they in a, experiencing a time of persecution under Domitian, Emperor Domitian, but they had a special calling to operate and minister to a group of Satanists that were disguised as Jewish people. It's crazy focus for this church at Philadelphia. But God is saying, I am opening a door for you that nobody can close. And later on, he describes that because you are persevering in your ministry. I'm gonna tell you this. I am opening a door for you that nobody, no, nobody's gonna be able to close. And this group of people is gonna fall at your feet and, and say, man, God really loves this group, this church at Philadelphia. And they're gonna fall down and worship. So apparently, there's gonna be a revival amongst these Satanists. Do you ever feel like, even in this pandemic, that there's all this crazy going on and it seems like it's insurmountable and you feel like the Philadelphia church here, you have little strength. I want to tell you, my friends, God is opening a door for you that no one's going to be able to close. You are unstoppable. You are totally unstoppable because of God's favor on your life. This is a quickened verse for you. What are some of the pressures? Here's a couple fun ones. First of all, maybe you have some extra pressures in your marriage right now if you're married. You all married people holding up okay? I haven't seen, I'm so blessed, or he's my everything in a while. (laughs) Maybe you are feeling extra pressures with homeschooling. I homeschooled some of my kids for a while, and I know what it's like being a teacher. I taught elementary school for five years, and I taught high school for... Seven years, I know, homeschooling, teaching is tough. But this is how some of us feel that are homeschooling. This is Sue. She's 31 years old. She's been homeschooling her four kids for the last week. Maybe some of you parents feel that way. And then there's this guitar song that kind of sums it all up. Listen to this
1: hey so as some of you guys might know I'm a music teacher and I found that one of the best ways that I can process the whole transition to online learning and teaching is to write a song so I wrote a song I'd like to share that with you guys now here we go
0: Here's, my friends, the summary of what I wanted to share with you today. In your ability to hear from the Holy Spirit, you're unstoppable. And in the guaranteed success of your persevering, generous works, you're unstoppable. Whatever the Holy Spirit is doing in your life, keep a, a generous heart going on. Keep a generous heart going on. There was a book written... Um, that interviewed dozens and dozens of seniors, many of whom had lived through the, the uh, Spanish flu epidemic, pandemic, in, the, uh, after, in 1918, in the early years of 1920s. All, millions of people died. But one of the things in this interview that this, this book um, that was written, the book was called 30 Lessons for Living. During the Spanish flu uh, pandemic, these people that described how how they got through it emotionally was, they said, generously helping others is the best way to help yourself. Amen. So in the power of the Spirit, keep a generous heart and listen to God. Listen to the Spirit. You're unstoppable and you're listening to the Spirit. You're unstoppable in God's favor. He's opening a door for you that no one can close in your generosity. He's awesome. You're awesome. You are unstoppable. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Have a good day. Great week. Okay, Words of Knowledge team.
1: Make sure I stand on the tape here. <laughs> okay, so I got throat pain and heart issues and stomach indigestion. Pastor Dan, are you going to pray for these, or am I going to pray for these? Um, Mary Vaughn got headaches and right ankle, and Jackie Fain got lost hope, shoulder pain and nerves pinching. So all of those. Okay, so we're going to pray for healing for all of these. If if you have any of those conditions. Or if you have anything that you need to be healed of, please just be in a receptive mode. You could put your hands out. Thank you, Jesus. Come Holy Spirit right now. Thank you in the Bible for how you healed people long distance. So we would have that example for today. In Jesus' name, you are healed of throat pain. You are healed of heart issues, physical or emotional. You are healed of stomach indigestion. Headaches, migraines. Right ankle be healed in Jesus' name. Lost hope, be restored. Shoulder pain, you're gone right now in Jesus' name. And nerves pinching, be restored. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's press into one more worship song.
0: Let's pray. God, we pray over all of us that are within earshot or watching this today. My friends, if you could identify just one or two things in your life right now that you'd like God to open a, do- open a door that no person can close. We declare over all of us in our marriage relationships, relating to children and grandchildren, wisdom, finances, life in God, ministry opportunity, intercession, whatever we're identifying right now, moving forward in our lives, we praise you and we thank you that you have declared and decreed over us. I have opened a door for you that nobody can close. We're unstoppable. We are so, so also unstoppable in our growth, in our ability to hear hear you. We are in the Spirit, in the Spirit, in the Spirit, in the Spirit. And we declare that we are not harming the oil and the wine, but keeping it on the front burner. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week.